Welcome to the Talk Faith Podcast, an outreach ministry of Lone Star Church in Northwest Missouri. Each month, we will bring you a timely message of faith from the Word of God that we believe will make an impact in your life. Let's join Pastor C.F. Rainey for this month's message. All right, well, welcome to the October Talk Faith Podcast. We're so excited to have you with us again and excited to just be able to share with you. And uh, this month's going to be a special month in October. Last month in September, my wife, Pastor Nicole, was with me, and we talked about family and raising your children. And this month, I'm excited to have the youth pastors from Lone Star with us. And it is Pastors Joey and Sarah Call. They're an amazing young couple. They're doing an amazing job at Lone Star with our youth. And so we're going to talk about kids today and young people. So if you're a parent, a grandparent, a neighbor, whatever it is, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk a little bit about their lives and how they came to be with us at Lone Star. So I'll just go ahead and we'll begin. We'll let uh, Joey and Sarah introduce themselves and then we'll get into the word and talk faith this month with them. Well, like you said, my name is Joey Call. I'm 28 years old. I'm originally from Arkansas. Um, I've been the youth pastor here now for a little over two years and just a couple months shy being married to my beautiful wife for two years. I am Sarah Call. I'm 24. I'm originally from Stillwater, Oklahoma, and I also have been here for almost two years and we're, we attend to go ministries for four years. Okay, so Joey and Sarah, and uh, Sarah just mentioned they were interns at Go Ministries in Shreveport, Louisiana. And uh, so here, uh, just in a few weeks, we're going to have them doing a youth event at the church. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're in the area, anywhere in uh, northern Missouri, southern Iowa, even Nebraska. Uh, if you're in the, the area, make sure to check out our website, and you can click on the events tab and check that out. Uh, but they do a great job with our youth, and uh, they've been such a, a blessing to Nicole and I and to the church family. They also uh, are leading worship and have brought a lot to our worship team. And so, Joey and Sarah, when we're talking about youth, right, and and there are going to be people listening that are my age, that are older, uh, some that are younger, but every generation is a little bit different. And so your generation may be a little different than the generation you're ministering to. And so when you're looking at that with, with how you reach another generation, uh, because you think about it, right? There's people, well, when I was in school, we walked uphill both ways in the snow to school, and it was harder when we were in school, and we didn't have this at youth, or we didn't have youth. Uh, so when you're looking at reaching people of a different generation, what, what what are some things you look at when you're looking to do that? Well, honestly, one thing I try to look at, and, um, you know, it's kind of the, I guess, like the the almost cliche like youth pastor thing is you really just have to get on. Well, now you have to get on social media and just see what's relevant. And honestly, a lot of times try to filter it to do it in a appropriate way. Um, but it's really just staying educated on what is quote unquote popular with the youth today. And I also think, you know, the love of God reaches every generation and just getting, leading from the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit knows how to reach this generation more than we could ever get educated and more than 
anyone could tell us, hey, this is what we like, but the Holy Spirit knows how and just getting led from the Holy Spirit. Amen. And, and so when you're looking at that, and, and it's interesting, and, and we've talked about it at church uh, sometimes, the fact that anyone can be reached with the gospel, but statistics show that you're more likely to get reached with the gospel and receive it as a young person. So when you all are looking at that, right, youth so many times I think people are looking in a church, well, youth is just, uh, you get a couple young people, they'll lead your youth group, they'll go have fun, they'll play games, all this stuff. But ultimately our goal is to reach them with the gospel of Jesus and see kids' lives transformed. So, so when you're approaching young people, right, that have all of this technology and all this stuff at their fingertips, they're so much more stimulated uh, mentally than, than other generations. So, so how do you approach that in trying to get the gospel to them? Well, honestly, starting off with what you said there um, about, you know, like Sarah said, every generation can be reached by the Holy Spirit. And um, I heard a pastor say that as long as you still have a pulse or you're still breathing, the blood of Jesus can still reach you. Um, and I think one thing we like to do with the youth, with it being such a, a technology-driven age, is, you know, one, you have we ha- you know, you have to stay active on your socials. You have to keep them engaged on the socials, but it can't just be fun on social media. You have to bring that you have to match that captivation of social media in person. Um, and you have to really just get creative and get outside of the box because things are progressing so fast that the same games that maybe, you know, me or Sarah would have played in a youth group back when we were fourteen, fifteen years old is going to be lame to a kid now. Right. And really just using what could seem like a big setback for this generation, but using it as a tool to reach them, like using their cell phones, using um, social media to be able to reach this generation rather than drawing back from that. Yeah, because a lot of times, right, older people will look and they'll say, well, these kids, they just have their nose in their phone all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so how are we going to use that, right, to reach them? How, how are we going to use social media? How are we going to use different technology and things to reach them with the gospel of Jesus? And so w- when you're doing these things and you're, you're planning, right, an event or you're planning just a, a youth night, and, and maybe there are some parents listening and, and they're like, okay, how, how can I reach my kid? I, I, I watch them at church or I watch them with their friends how can I approach my kid with the gospel or, or with the message of Jesus? One thing, um, and I've learned is, you know, because serving in Go Ministries, you know, you you do youth events. That's what you do. You know, when you travel with the road team, um, you do youth events. That's that's your ministry is youth ministry, and um, I've learned um, that honestly, you just have to keep it simple. Um, they're not looking for this big, like, oh, wow, like this, this guy is like this big, like, like he knows everything about God. No, like I just, and not in a degrading way, come down to their level and, and ask the Holy Spirit to, to give me a way to present it that is understandable to them. Amen. So Sarah, what, what would you add to that? Um, I mean, I really just like agree with what Joey's saying, like, you know, keeping it simple. I mean, there's no... Like, they're not looking for an extravagant way, but, like, um, just like, you know, I've heard you say it, and 
um, Brother Hagen says this, like so many people are looking for the spectacular, but they miss the supernatural. Like they're looking for some spectacular thing, but, you know, like keeping it simple and keeping it going back to the basics, you know, and. Amen. And, and so this, this is something just came up in my spirit as we're talking. And uh, I, I so enjoy the opportunity to kind of do this, what we're doing with our podcast, which is conversational. And so what really came up in my spirit is so often a parent or maybe even a leader within the church thinks, well, the way to reach kids is to be like them, meaning, hey, I'm just going to be their buddy or their friend, and we start to blur those lines of leadership or parenthood or anything else. So, so how do you all approach that? Because you you, you want to be relevant, you want to be cool. And what's interesting, uh, your your spiritual father at Go Ministries, Pastor Pastor Steve Munns, yeah, right. He's he's not in his twenties or thirties, no, right. And and but yet he's still relevant in reaching young people. So so how do you keep that balance? Honestly, it's. It's one thing you have to you really have to find that line, um, and that was one thing that was more challenging for me coming into the season of youth pastor from just traveling, because you know when you're when you're just traveling, like hey you're there for a couple of days, and then you're gone and you don't see them for another year or or even more sometimes, and so moving here it was like hey these are this is your these are your kids you're gonna be with them every single week. And, you know, traveling around, seeing them at certain road stops, you know, I'd kind of became their buddy. So having to transition from like buddy to pastor, it was a, a hard line to find. But you have to let them know, hey, like I am here for you. I do understand you and I love getting to hang out with you. But at the end of the day, God has called me here to direct your life in the way he had in, in, in the way and the things he has for you. And sometimes that may not be as cool as they would want it to be sometimes you have to get really real with them and sometimes that can just be like whoa like this guy was my buddy and now he's like stepping on my toes calling out the way I'm living and it can get a little shaky but like thank God for the Holy Spirit who always will show you an individual way to connect with each individual kid amen and so Sarah in, in that same way, uh, when we were looking for a youth pastor, we were really looking for a couple uh, because we know, right, young boys, young girls, and just the, the what can be brought there. And, and not that you don't minister together to both boys and girls, but when you're looking at girls, and I can say this because I'm the father of two daughters and I'm married to a woman, and, and so I can say this, but you have to approach that maybe a little differently than Joey does uh, when when you're approaching uh, girls to to get that balance, oh for sure. And I I think a really big way to lead or a really great le- way to lead is leading by example, you know. And like the way that I live my life and like the way that I you know dress, the way that I um, am modest. Like sometimes you know for girls like that those areas are hard because of what is getting thrown in your face in the world. But when you have someone that you know that you can look to and like, look at the way that they're doing it, look at how they're doing it. And I have an example of that. That makes it so much easier, you know, because you can preach to people all you want, but if you're not living it, you know, that, that means nothing. But when you have someone to look to be like, if they can do it, I can do it too. No, that's, that's, that's awesome because it's, it, it, it's so important 
And, and as we're looking at this and talking about kids and this generation, uh, it, it's kind of interesting because uh, both of our positions kind of bleed over, meaning I'm, I'm pastor, right, senior pastor of the whole church, and that includes the adults and the, the youth and the kids, and, and you all are youth pastors, and, and that really kind of encompasses the youth, but it also, you're, you're going to be dealing with parents, and, and, and so if you could uh, maybe talk about that a little bit in, in how you would approach parents when you're, when you're dealing with their child uh, within the youth group, whether it's a, a problem or something positive, and, and just how that relationship works. Um, I always, you know, if I notice something in, in a student's life that deserves, you know, to, to be praised about, you know, I will, I will be the first one to go to that parent back, listen, you know, so-and-so, like, I noticed this, and this happened, and it was so amazing just to see how they're growing or to see them step out and be so bold like that. Um, but it's the same way when there's an issue. You you can't skirt around it. You just have to be up front and be like, hey, mom and dad, like, this is what I'm noticing, and it, and it, and it is setting off some flags, like, and here's what it is. And you just have to be up front with them so they know. Amen. And so uh, as a youth pastor— Right, you you all are going to sometimes deal with sensitive issues uh, because we're we're talking about kids that are making that transition from from little kid I- into adulthood, and and so it's it, it it's things that that are changing in their body, changing hormonally, changing with relationships, and and so uh, as a youth pastor, you 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 have to uh, talk about those things and and give guidance and direction to those things, but but how do you approach that in a, in a biblical sense? I mean, I just believe you approach it head on. Like, there's no shying around the issues. Like, you know, in youth group, we talk about things that maybe most youth groups don't talk about, but we want them to know, like, hey, we're not afraid to talk about these subjects. Like, we're not going to shy back because we know that if we shy back and if we don't talk about it, then they're going to hear it from the world and they're going to hear it from social media but to know like, hey, these are the these are the subjects we're going to talk about. And here's the biblical view on them. And, and, and I think it's interesting because you, you, you can go to church and grow up in church. And, and sometimes we get this mindset of, well, well, you just don't talk about those things in church. But you read the Bible and the Bible talks about these things. Right. You, you can read some some books of the Bible, uh, you, you know, and and that's like, man, that's kind of graphic in in what it's talking about with with people and relationships and and different sin and stuff that goes on, and, and so I think we can sometimes miss it, but because we're not willing, because we're uncomfortable in our flesh or we're embarrassed or whatever, and I think uh, sometimes we miss teaching our children the biblical examples. Uh, about things like sex. And yeah, I just said the word sex in, in, in a biblical sense, right? Talking about uh, the Word of God and faith because it's, it exists and we can't just stick our heads in the sand and ignore it. We, we can't ignore the fact that our kids are literally just bombarded with all these other things. And, and Sarah mentioned it, trying to be that godly example. And so when we're doing this, what would be some things maybe you could encourage parents in how to talk about some of these difficult subjects with their own kids? I mean, honestly, you know, going to what with, you know, going back to what uh, Pastor Sarah said is, is, is head on. Um, 
and and beforehand, you know, before we ever talk about these subjects, you know, in, in, in the student setting, you know, we always pray and, you know, ask God to give us a way to to communicate this that is easy to receive. Now, it may make you uncomfortable and it may be awkward at first, but when that situation arises in their lives for, you know, those temptations or that arise, like, oh, wait, yeah, I remember I heard about that. It's not like they make the mistake and then come be like, hey, like, I don't know why this happened. No, they know about it and they know how to face it now. Like it's preparing because like you said, they're being bombarded with it. I, just the other day, a fast food commercial with a barely dressed woman on it. I'm like, really for a burger? Like you have to use sex to sell a cheeseburger. It's everywhere and it's all over social. I mean, so what they're on all day, TikTok, Snapchat, um, you know, I don't use those because they're so, it's it's just there. And it'll come out of nowhere and it'll just attack like that. And so, Sarah, maybe talk a little bit about, Joey just mentioned with social media, and, and there are some parents, they're on social media. Uh, maybe there are certain uh, social media outlets they're not on. But but if you were talking to parents uh, as far as monitoring or, or just staying aware of their kids' social media, what, what would be some, some things that... Uh, you would encourage them in? I mean, definitely stay aware and um, stay up to date on social media. It's like, don't not have a TikTok. Don't not have an Instagram. That way you can keep an eye on your kids. Or like, you know, I've always, you know, uh, Pastor CF and Pastor Nicole, like I love the way that they talk about, you know, like just keeping the integrity of their children, you know, like, um hey like hand me your phone like let's let's look through it you know like because that only not only keeps them safe but like it's integrity you know like keeping that integrity in their own lives and it's one thing pastor steve always said you know integrity is never having to hit delete and and i i love the way you know the way you guys talk about it and i agree parents like you should set um you know screen times you should monitor those times and and you should put those parental restrictions if need be and you should check in regularly um i think that's amazing and honestly you know i wish that stuff would have been more of a thing when i was growing up because it would have been it would have saved a lot of stuff but like i just love it and i think i'm all for you know um the restrictions and and all that and i think it's a great idea i know if a youth's gonna hear this come back oh like what a bummer but you'll thank me later um yeah you'll thank me later yeah, because it, it really becomes the the kids you're you're dealing with, the age group you're dealing with, there, there is, you've got to start to give them some freedoms. You've got to start to give them some ability, but but still have those parameters to, to keep them safe. When, when you're teaching a kid how to ride a bike, right, the first thing, they start to learn how to pedal on a tricycle. And then they move from the tricycle to a bicycle, but you have training wheels on. And then they move from the training wheels and you take them off and they're just on the two-wheeled bike and, and going on their own. You finally let go of the back of the bike and they're going. And it's kind of that way with all of these things. As kids get to the age group that, that Joey and Sarah are dealing with, getting into those tween and teen years, uh, that there's got to be some, some loosening. Because I think sometimes, and, and I can say this as a parent, sometimes our default mode is to just restrict everything and not let them do anything. But but then when they get out of the house, uh, you, you know, there's 
they're like, wow, no rules for the first time ever, and they can sometimes just go wild. Yeah, absolutely. You have to take it step by step, and that's one thing I learned um, when I first started as youth pastor. Um, I felt like I had to enforce everything super strict. But man, I was I was just praying one day, and I was like, God, I feel like I'm not getting anywhere. I feel like I'm not, you know, reaching them to the full, you know, uh, extent that I could be. And he said, you need to just just let off a little. He said, let off. You got to show them that you trust them. Because um, it's, it goes with what you just said. You know, if you're so strict and you don't ever let them do anything, it's going to make them, okay, well, why is it so bad that they won't let me do it? And the first opportunity they have that they can do it, they're going to do it. And that's going to open the door and it's going to go down. It's it's going to lead towards a, a rougher path. Um, so you just have to, like you said, let the slack up a little, little by little, you know, step by step, trust, more trust, more trust, more trust. That's the way I did it with the cell phones and in, in, um, in, on youth nights. It started out when I first started. I had a bucket. Nobody was allowed to be on their phone during service. Everybody dropped their phone in the bucket at the back of the sanctuary until they showed me that they could do, they could go into service without scrolling through Instagram, scrolling through, and we finally got their trust. Now we let them do it, and I'll just randomly get up and, uh, you know, I'm going to be going to the bathroom, but I just kind of look around to see the screens, and it's on the Bible. It's it's what we're looking at, you know, and um, like you said, the more you trust them, the more they'll trust you. Like, okay, hey, they're right. Like, I shouldn't do that. Okay, I see what they mean, and, and yeah, like you said, you just have to just show grace. Amen. And and so I'm going to put you guys both on the spot here 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 in a moment in in, in the fact that so if if we're talking about young people and, and we're talking to them a little bit because there's there's I know we'll have youth from our church that'll listen to this one because you guys are on it. Uh hopefully my two that are considered youth listen every month to their father on this podcast. Uh but but if there was a scripture or a couple of scriptures that, that you really stand on in in youth ministry or, or just in life in general, or, or maybe it's a scripture that really spoke to you uh, when you first started following God uh, when you were a teenager, or one, uh, because I know both your stories, and, and, and one that before you entered into ministry really spoke to you. Uh, what would be one of those scriptures? Because ultimately, the Word is, is the foundation. The Word is the rock. And so if we can give a, a young person or a parent a scripture or a couple of scriptures that they can stand on going forward, uh, I, I think it'd be beneficial. Absolutely. I think um, one scripture that I stood on, even just becoming a Christian, and I still like stand on now is in Psalm 139, where it says, God, you know me, you know my heart. Um, it says in Psalm 139, verse 11, it says, um, even the darknesses, even the darkest part of my heart is light to you. And like when I first became a Christian, there were very dark parts in my heart, but God saw me for who I was. And um, that's one thing that we always um, talk to in our talk about in youth is God sees you for who you are, you know, and like he doesn't see all the wrong things that you've done. But whenever you're redeemed and you're saved, like he only sees you through the blood of Jesus and those dark parts in your heart are as light as day to him. Amen. So good. Joey, do you have one? Yeah, so I honestly, I I got saved basically right before I left to go to Go Ministries. It wasn't even a year. I hadn't even been in church a full year. Um, and, you know, not to go into detail or anything, but I had a pretty rough 
past life before I got saved and a rough, kind of a rougher upbringing. Um, and I made friends with the pastor's son there and he would send me daily scriptures every morning just to, to kind of, before I knew what accountability was, he was holding me accountable. And this is the one he sent me that always stuck with me. Now, like I said, going back, I had a rougher past. Um, I'm going to read it in the Passion Translation, but it's Romans 8, 37 through um, 39. And it says, Yet even in the midst of all these things, we triumph over them all. For God has made us to be more than conquerors, and his demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. So now I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate me from God's love. I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death, life's troubles, fallen angels, fallen angels, or dark rulers in the heavens, and there is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. And the last verse says, There is no power above or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. And that stuck with me because um, I had made a lot of bad decisions, and it took me so long. I, you know, my sister, thank God for, for, praying, for praying family members. Um, because for so long I had felt that, man, like, I'm, I've screwed up so bad. Like, I'm not going to go to church because God is not going to love me if, if I, since I've done this. But then I read that scripture and it said that there is nothing. Life's troubles, no circumstance, no power in heaven, no power under, you know, in hell that could separate you from the love of God. Nothing could make God not love me. And that's one thing that really stuck with me. And I think a lot of teenagers now that's what they want they want to feel and know that they're loved and if I could encourage them with that verse Romans 8 37 through 39 man to explain that hey like yeah you may have you may have screwed up you may have uh, have slipped back pretty bad but even that isn't going to separate you from God's love amen amen so powerful Uh, I, I so appreciate having pastors Joey and Sarah call uh, from our church here at Lone Star with us and uh, the fact that they would talk faith with me uh, for this month's podcast. Uh, we're, we're excited to have them on the podcast. So grateful and thankful to have them in our church. And I just want to encourage you, if you're listening, you have uh, a young person, right? A grandchild, a, a son, a daughter, whatever it is, wherever you're at, find a church that has a good youth pastor right, that, that preaches the Word, believes in the Holy Spirit, where they've got an amazing group of kids, and get your kid plugged in. Because so often, uh, as, as a pastor, you'll talk to people, and people are like, well, I just don't know my kid. They're doing this, and they're struggling in this. I'm like, well, get them in church, right? Yeah. Because the yeah. answer is literally right in front of us so often, and we miss it. Get them in church where the Word of God is being preached, where the Spirit of God is moving, where there's deliverance, where there's power, Man, come on. and it changes things. And so we're so thankful to have Joey and Sarah with us, uh, so thankful that you've listened. Uh, want to encourage you to subscribe, share this podcast with other people so other people can hear the Word. And we will see you next month on the Talk Faith Podcast. Thank you for joining Pastor C.F. Rainey on the Talk Faith Podcast. Remember, if you are in Northwest Missouri, we would love for you to worship with us in person on Sunday mornings at 9 or 11. For more information about us, please visit our website at LoneStarChurch.org or follow us online on Facebook and Instagram. 
Also, if you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so others can share in the word. Thanks again for tuning in, and we look forward to being with you again next month for another faith-building message from the Word of God.